Welcome to Who Are These Startups? Podcast shorts featuring founder interviews of Canadian startups. Welcome back to Who Are These Startups? I'm the startup coach, founder of Toronto Starts, and with me today is Armel Kembe, founder of Treble FM. Welcome, Armel. Thank you for having me. What does Treble FM do? Good question. Treble FM, in a nutshell, is an online platform that makes it easy for everyday people to edit audio online. So it could be a podcast, an audiobook. And the way we do that is by allowing uh, people to record directly from our platform or to upload the ex- existing audio file. We'll take that audio file, we we'll transcribe it to text, and then we'll let them edit their audio like a Word document. So they don't have to deal with waveforms. They can just look at text. So any change that they, they make on the, the text, we reflect them on the audio. So for example, if you remove a sentence, we will delete the underlining audio. If you move a sentence around, we move the audio. So it's an easy, simple way for people that have no experience with audio to edit audio online. On top of that, what we do is that we give them access to a license-free library of music and sound effects that they easily add to the audio recording. We'll also automate a lot of the work that editing has. Most people do when they do editing. So for example, removing ums and ahs that maybe you cut after this. Uh, we have a, one button that they can click to remove filler words, stream silences. And on top of all those things, we also help your, your audio recording sounds good, sounds professionally produced. So will automatically post-produce the audio for you if you want, just to make it sound great. So uh, it was a long-winded answer to just say, yes, Treble uh, is really just uh, a platform for everyday people to create amazing audio. Well, let's face it. Editing audio uh, usually requires expensive tools, is a pain. It takes a lot of time. So who would you say Treble FM is for? So yeah, it, it is for, it's not meant to repress uh, the professional engineering. It is meant for people that um, might have an idea of maybe for a podcast, an audio book, but they've never created uh, any audio before. So you probably don't know where to start. It also is for the people that um, might be already using an existing software, but they're frustrated with it. They probably think it, it takes a lot of work. And they, they're struggling with it. They're frustrated with it. It is basically, Treble at the moment is basically for those two people. The people that are just starting in their audio journey, audio creation journey, or the people that are already creating audio, but they're frustrated with the experience. They, they find it maybe too time-consuming or or they're struggling with the editing process. What is your startup story? Well, I'll give you the shortest version I can give you. I actually, before Treble, I've developed multiple audio products. I've developed one for Alexa and Google Assistant. I developed one that was more of a mobile app for listening to a short form podcast. And, you know, while I was developing all those products, one of the, the challenges that I came across continuously was the fact that it was really difficult for me to create podcasts and audio content in general. And I'll tell you, the the last thing that really convinced me to, to really work on this was in, during the pandemic, I was approached by a group of women that wanted to, they were in their, in their 60s, in the Durham area, it was like a, some kind of group of women, and they wanted to start a podcast. And one of the people that they, 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 we had in common knew that I had, you know, knew about audio, so they wanted me to create a customized course for them to show them everything that they need to know about a podcast. 
at first I, I pushed back on the opportunity because I thought, you know, there's plenty of information online. You don't need me. You don't need to pay me money to show you how to start a podcast. There's plenty of stuff out there. But they insisted. So I thought, okay, well, I'll help them with that. So I created a customized course on how to start a podcast. And everything went well, except there was one part that I didn't expect that would be as hard as it was, which was the editing. And at the time, I wanted to show them something that was easy to use, uh, but I also knew they didn't have any money to spend on, on very complex tools. So I showed them once at the time, or probably still is the number one recommended tool, which was Audacity. And, you know, unfortunately for them, and even for me, it was very hard. It was really my first true experience of how hard it was really to edit audio because I've edited audio before, but I, it really makes me realize how difficult it can be for somebody that has no experience with audio to get started with audio. And honestly, that's really was honestly the last straw that made me think, well, I know there's, there's a lot of ways to make this experience very simple for people. It doesn't have to be that hard. And, and honestly, I kind of just decided to kind of roll my sleeve and, and get uh, and, and go at it. And honestly, it just took up from there. I, I built a little prototype, showed to a few people. They liked it. Um, people want to kind of get more and you know it took it took up from there what drives you that is a it's a complex question but i think uh, before working in the startup space I, i've worked in, in a company where i was doing more software development for enterprise and one thing that i i felt like was was a challenge for me internally was the fact that i couldn't really feel like the work that i was doing or or even the skill that I had was really getting put to use to full with by were completely being used. But also I didn't I couldn't really feel the impact of the work that I was doing. And startups and entrepreneurship really kind of honestly allowed me or gave me the way to do just that. So really what drives me is just being able honestly to to do something, use my skills and what I know how to do to make people's lives better, right? Being able to kind of do that on a daily basis, I think that what motivates me to continue to push and do more. That's, that's really what motivates me. Being able to impact people, I think, and positive, impact people positively. Positively is really what, what, what drives me. How do you define success? I think success for me is just being able to, to have an impact on people's lives positively, um, be able to know that, hey, I did something that made people's lives better, even if it's very small, be able to impact people that I, I might not even know. I think for me, it's my personal success. I think what I define for successful travel would be to allow tens of thousands, even millions of people to be able to share, easily share their stories or their knowledge through audio and ultimately allow those people to even live from it or even monetize it or get some kind of recognition from it. That would be the success, uh, what I would consider successful travel. What is your funding situation? Um, so at the moment of bootstrap, um, so all bootstrap, uh, no, no external, I haven't taken any external funding. So we, we just sweat equity time and, you know, just working for the customers. What do you wish you knew before you started? Yeah, I wish I knew how hard it was to to really find a problem worth work on spending time on. Actually, I wish I knew it was hard to find a problem with um, that as an individual that you can solve with your own skills. 
there's plenty of problems out there to solve, but being able to find a product where you have a unique insight and unique skills to be able to solve, I think it's, it's very hard. So I wish I knew that before I started. And what is your biggest learning as a founder? As a founder, I'll say in startup or business in general, it's really all about people. At the end of the day, the product that you build, the service that you sell is, on, is always going to be somebody, a person, a human using it or deciding or buying it's often a people problem. You have to have empathy to understand what type of problem people have and how you can solve that problem. And ultimately, if you do that, and you do that well, and, and even at, and at scale, then you, you could be uh, well remunerated or compensated for it. What's your biggest lesson in pitching your startup? My biggest lesson is making it easy for people to clearly understand what you actually do. And the simplest way to do that is to really take a concrete example showing a real true use case of the problem that you solve, like the problem that you're trying to solve. As an AI founder, what's your favorite productivity hack or AI tool? The other tool that I have been using recently is called WordTune. It's like Grammarly, but it's well-tuned, honestly, for writing. So if you want to write a marketing copy, an email, or or even maybe content for your website, it's well-tuned for, for improving your writing, any any type of writing. So WordTune is probably the, the outlier that I actively use right now. You're currently part of the Next AI cohort. How's that been for you? Honestly, it's been great. I think uh, Next AI, it's being among other founders you know, with different products, but with a similar trajectory, you know, trying to, to leverage AI to make change. I think it's it's a great ecosystem to be in. You, know, you learn a lot from people, but also even people in the in in the, in the program. I see the people that runs the program. I think is super smart. And more importantly, they have a great vision and they really do their best to to help every single companies that are part of core. So honestly, I say nightly it's an honor to be part of that program and be able to be helped, uh, to be supported by them. Do you have any tips for founders? If I can give one single advice to a founder, I would say if you're starting your journey, maybe you're trying to look for something to do, you want to solve a problem, create a startup or anything like that, I'll say pick a problem that you... Uh, that you've experienced firsthand or problems that you really want to solve. See so change in the world. Yeah. What's one book every founder should read? There's a book called uh, Angels, written by uh, a famous uh, angel investor called Jason Calcanis. And the book is really more for people that want to do angel investing. But I think it is an interesting book for early stage founder people that are just starting their, their journey entrepreneurship and startups because it helps you understand better what many investors and early stage investors look for when they're trying to figure out who they should spend time with or who they should invest their money. It was certainly for me an eye-opening book, so I would strongly recommend it for people that are you know, just founders. As an AI founder, what is your reaction to the current call to pause AI development and the general fear around it? I think 
the fear around AI is, is somehow legitimate. Uh, I, I think you cannot blame people for, for being fearful of that technology. I think the, the call to pause on, on AI development is, it's, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's the exact right uh, solution, but I think it's a good aim or a solution to maybe make sure that development in the AI uh, space is is uh, properly or safely implemented in the world. I support it because of that, because I feel like I might not necessarily personally agree with even being the perfect strategy to have an impact, but I think it, it's necessary for fundamentally to have scientists and, and people that, that develop AI technologies to, to continue to do that. But also I think it's important for uh, having all the people that are, you know, I see what that are watching or, or making sure it's compliant, that it's, it's, it's done for the good of humans and, you know, making sure there's that tension, I'll see if I may say like that, that make sure things are on the right track. So I think it's, it's a, I think it's a good thing. Overall, I think it's a good thing. Where can our listeners connect with you and Treble FM online? The easiest way to connect with me is on Twitter. I'm not uh, very active, but it's probably the easiest way to find me. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and if you want to find out more about Treble, the easiest way to go on the, the Treble website, www.treble.fm, Treble, two Bs. And you can find out more about Treble or also follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. We're not on TikTok yet, but we should. So, yeah. And all those links will be in the show notes. I really appreciate you taking the time, Armel to be part of Who Are These Startups. Thank you. And it was, uh, I really enjoy having this conversation with you. This has been Who Are These Startups? Find out more at whoarethesestartups.com and check out our live events at torontostarts.com events.